on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Stop spending. Australian consumers have received the RBA's message loud and clear as spending collapses following the central bank's latest round of rate hikes. Central banks right around the world taking a similar approach to managing inflation. But what are the risks of sustaining this strategy on the economy? Marin Young, let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. All right, so the Reserve Bank of Australia raised the country's cash rate 25 basis points once again to 4.1%, the highest rate in 11 years. Then we saw Australian retail giant David Jones report a slump in sales of up to 30% following reports by the banking giant Westpac showing consumer sentiment also taking a serious hit following the rate hike announcement. And those calculations that you referred to were based on the assumption that people made no adjustments. So if uh, people can cut back spending or in some, some cases find additional hours of work, that would put them back into a positive cash flow position. All right, so it begs a question, are demand-side initiatives really the solution after years of massive cash injections through COVID stimulus measures, especially when we haven't yet received or paid back the bill? Inflation in the United States slowly beginning to cool, though. Prices in Australia and much of the world remain stubbornly high. From the very top of town to each individual household, everyone feeling the pinch right now. To discuss this and a whole lot more, I'm joined by Sarah Meganson, money expert at market research company Finder.com. Great have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. So how are Australian consumers feeling at the moment, do you think? Oh my God. Um, a lot of people are feeling it up. Um, we do a lot of research, obviously, at Finder about uh, consumer sentiment and that people are increasingly frustrated with how much they're having to and the burden of kind of dealing with this inflation crisis. And we saw, you know, just a couple of months ago, most of the banks were calling that we were at the end of the interest rate hike cycle. Um, so both CBA and Westpac thought it would top out at 3.85%. Um, and the other two, Big Four ANZ and NAB, thought that we perhaps had one more rate rise to go. Well, we got that rate rise and now there's, there's talk of another couple more to come so you know people have that feeling of like when will this end and you know financially so many households are in dire straits uh, we have readers who contact us um, about their situation and one recently said that after paying their mortgage they have 63 dollars left a week to pay for their um, and you know no one can live off that especially not a family of three so it's getting really dire um, and and people are getting frustrated at having to continually figure out how to make ends meet when prices just keep going up yeah it's such a good point i mean we've seen the experience of that retail giant david jones they've said something like a 30 to 40 percent drop in sales in the space of a week or two at the same time which you'd think will go to the point of maybe inflation is starting to cool off but then we see the unemployment rate drops as well. It's almost as if we're running separate lives here. Um, there's so much going on, but it's hard to find a narrative, which makes it even harder for the Reserve Bank to be able to know when they've gone too far and when they've gone, when they've actually forced by accident a recession. Yeah, you're exactly right. There are so many different things happening at the moment and not in the ways that we would expect them to. Uh, not follow path um, and you know the Reserve Bank every month 
when they release their statement, uh, you know, sometimes they come out with comments that I think the general public are not particularly appreciating. You know, the most recent comment from uh, Phil was that perhaps people should look at getting uh, working extra hours. And I think that wasn't very well received because people are already saying, you know, the feedback we're getting is people are saying we're already doing everything we can. Um, we did some research at Finder just recently and found that one in four Australians have actually taken on a second job or they're working longer hours. Uh, 3% have even come out of retirement to earn more money. Um, and a further one in five people are considering taking on extra work. So when you add that together, one in five already have extra work, uh, sorry, one in four already taken on extra work, one in five planning it. It's almost half the country who are looking for these additional ways to earn an income. So I think that people are taking the right steps and doing what they can to try and get more money to pay for these um, increasing costs of living. But it's really hard when it's just coming in at you from all angles. There's kind of no reprieve. It's whether you rent or have a mortgage, your housing costs have gone up or about to go up if you're on a fixed rate. Um, it's energy, fuel, groceries, insurance, like pretty much every aspect of your life, there's increases. So that's really difficult for people to manage. And, you know, th these are figures that we're seeing from David Jones, I think, are probably not too surprising it's almost a feeling of um that finally we're starting to see some of these figures flow through um but it's also the thing with uh housing is that there is such a lag with the data um so we have an interest rate rise and it's not the case that the exact next month we're going to see that impact on mortgage holders if we do have an interest rate rise it can take a couple of months for that to flow through to a household budget um and then it takes another couple of months for that to flow through into the data so you know it might take several months for us to see the impact that last month's rate rise had. And that's the really tricky uh, part for the RBA is they're trying to do the best they can with the information they've got. But when there's a data lag, um, you know, that, that could push us into a recession really quickly. Yeah, it's such a good point. I mean, that feels like a bit of a sense of inevitability here after all that stimulus money was washing around. I mean, we were told that people had a lot of savings through COVID. Um, I now believe that those savings seem to be running dry and people find themselves living on credit. Yeah, that's exactly right. We did see record levels of savings during COVID and that's because people weren't really able to spend. You weren't able to take those overseas holidays um, and, you know, our lifestyles were just so completely different. And there was that huge safety net for people as well. They may have a job being working lower hours, but we had that $750 a week payment, which, which put a huge safety net under a lot of people. Uh, we don't have that kind of support anymore. Um, so for a lot of people, particularly small business owners, are really hurt. Um, you know, when it comes to businesses like in hospitality in particular, we're finding that they're really stressed at the moment because the cost of running their business has gone up um, and people's um, spending habits have gone down. So it's really difficult to keep going at the moment too. Um, you know, I think everyone, whether you're a consumer or a business owner, you're really finding it tough at the moment. So do you think some sectors are doing better than others when it comes to discretionary spending? Uh, I, I would say so. I mean, if we look at the profits posted by grocery stores, you know, they're having record profits. Um, they don't seem to be struggling too much, but then it's really the small business owners that are struggling the most at the moment. That's the story we're hearing, um, you know, because when discretionary spending starts to dry up, we don't have as much uh, ability to, you know, kind of go out, get the takeaways or go out for dinner or buy you know, present support local businesses 
all of those smaller habits start to disappear because we need to use that money to literally pay bills and make ends meet and, you know, pay for food and and groceries and petrol and transport and all of those things. So anything that's on the wants list rather than the needs list um, is the first thing to go at the moment. So it's really tough for people. I mean, there is a, a tiny bit of silver lining in the respect that we are quite hopeful and, and the economists are forecasting that rates will come down again pretty quickly again next year. And that again is really quite unusual. Um, often when we have a rising rate environment, it's there's, there's no um, uh, inclination that we're going to have rates come down again quite quickly. But we do know at the moment that these rate increases are trying to serve the purpose of of just taking away your your discretionary income so that you're not spending as much and we can get inflation down. So we know that once those inflation figures do come down, um, we are likely to see rates start to drop again next year. Um, so, you know, there is a that's a tiny silver lining and something for people to look forward to if they're really struggling at the moment. But what I find in interesting short- though, Sarah, sorry to interrupt, is we keep hearing from yeah. Qantas and airlines about just the resurgence in people wanting to, to travel and how airfares are going up as well. It feels like we talk about discretionary spending. Australians, maybe people around the world just are not considering travel as discretionary at the moment. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think there's also a part that plays into this. Um, we certainly hear it from first home buyers at the moment where they are kind of abandoning their previous goals. So, you know, home ownership just seems so far away that my previous goal of trying to save, you know, thirty dollars or $50,000 towards a deposit, that just seems so out of reach now that you need to save double that amount. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to use the money to, uh, to travel and see the world. Um, yeah. You know, we and I also think we're still seeing a little bit of that pent-up demand um, from COVID travel cancellations. Which I think is going to be something that carries on for a little while. Sarah, I'll just hold off there for a moment. When we come back, we're going to be talking a bit more about the Reserve Bank and banks around the world and how far is too far. I'm Aaron Young. Just stay with us. <laughs> 